Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. I've seen firsthand how the system is broken. A small group of failed voices who think they know everything and understand everyone want to tell everybody else how to live and what to do and how to think. I'm waking up to ash and dust I wipe my brow and I sweat my rust I'm breathing in the chemicals I'm breaking in and shaping up Then checking out on the prison bus This is it, the apocalypse Whoa, I'm waking up I feel it in my bones enough To make my system blow Welcome to the new age To the new age Welcome to the new age To the new age Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That's Vince Tagliavia. This is the Red Pill Project at Daily Dose Live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy of communism coming to America, the undermining of the U.S. Constitution, the infiltration of our social, our political, our cultural, our economic, and our academic systems here at home and abroad. We the people demand freedom. We the people demand our individualized sovereignty. We the people know your tricks, you son of a bitch devil. We the people <laughs> know exactly what you are up to. And it's no longer hidden within the darkness. It has been dragged into the light. The time is now for people around the world to unite in a common accord and demand that their crimes be recognized and held accountable for. We are at that precipice moment, that epic time in history where historians will come back and write about this for centuries to come. The apocalypse, I believe, is the right word for the time that we are living through. For those that don't know that word, apocalypse, it means unveiling, the unveiling of truth. This is in reference to 
the Isis of Sais, the Egyptian goddess, the sister and wife of Osiris, of which wore a veil, and behind that veil were contained the secrets and the mysteries of the universe. And that it was said that one day that veil would be lifted by man, that the secrets would all be revealed, the truth would come to the surface from the darkness into the light. And that is what the word apocalypse means, and that is where we are right now. We are living in the apocalypse. We are living in apocalyptic and biblical times. We are, we are the change. We, we are the catalyst for what is happening right now. You, you, you have to look, and Vince, agree with me on this. Mm-hmm. They can't tell a lie to save their lives. No. Everything they do is becoming uncovered. And they try to use propaganda, misinformation, disinformation, the mainstream media, uh, psychological warfare tactics. They try to use all this to change the public sentiment, to change the public narrative. But guess what? It's not working. (laughs) It's true, dude. Panic. We are the news. And I hope everybody understands that. And I don't mean me and Vince. I don't mean the Daily Dose of the Red Pill Project. I mean me, you, and everybody else. Everybody here on this platform. Everybody else out there listening. I had a absolutely, dude. I had a home survey that. today, Vince. Okay. So before they come and pack up your house for moving, right? Mm-hmm. They call you up and you do a virtual survey where you walk through your home and you show them everything. Okay. And uh, I go to the master bedroom and I, I said, okay, this is the master bedroom. And I walked out and he goes, you know, you can't call it that anymore. No. I said, what? He goes, you got to call it. He goes, he starts laughing. He goes, you got to call it the principal bedroom. He goes, I work a lot in Boulder and, and uh, they, they correct me all the time. <laughs> no way, dude. And I'm like, so you can't call it the master. He goes, no, you got to call it the principal bedroom. <laughs> and I said, um, I said, what are your thoughts on that? He goes, I think it's the dumbest shit in the world. <laughs> It is. And I said, well, then we can't call it, uh, you know, you know, kids room one or my, my son's room or my daughter's room. We, we got to call it, you know, unidentified gender room one, unidentified gender room two. And he goes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and he started going off. And yeah. he started talking about everything that's happening. I didn't even ask him. I, I didn't start on it. He started on it. Come yeah. to find out. He's like, where are you from? I'm like, Rochester, New York. He goes, I'm from Rochester. I'm from 20 minutes south of Rochester, New York. I'm like, I'm from 20 minutes south of Rochester, New York. It comes to be that he's from a town called Hornell, which we used to play mm-hmm. in football. And I'm oh, from wow. Caledonia. And he's like, he's like, dude, oh my God, small world. He's in Denver too. It's kind of weird. But he's a conservative. He's a conservative. And he sees the same thing that we're seeing. I get in, so I had repairs done on my truck today. So they sent mm-hmm. a courtesy, courtesy vehicle to come pick me up. Right? Yeah. And this guy starts going off. Man, I can't wait till all these political campaign ads um, are all off the TV and the radio. It's just listening to one lie after another. And he goes, it doesn't matter political affiliation. It's just one lie after another. And he goes, these these people are radical. And I go, which people? He goes, the government here in Colorado, which is the left. Yeah. And, and like, yeah. It, it, dude, everybody is awake. Everybody because- understands what's happening. Everyone's done their due diligence. You, me, everybody listening here, and the people we talk to and mm-hmm. associate with a lot of them. The they've done their due government. diligence to figure out the truth, and they've talked to their neighbors, they've talked to their family, they've, well, 
you know, been kicked out of dinners or not invited over to their aunt's house or whatever in some instances, but people are talking and this is great. This is great. Well, and that's the thing is it's not just the right that's pissed off. I, I was seeing report. I don't have the, the stuff here, but the Democrat, the, the Democratic Party has lost 2 million voters since 2020. Damn. The polling out there is showing a mass stream of independent and Democrat voters who are voting conservative this year. This is, this is unbelievable. Trump is now live in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I hope that he says something different and useful. Can't wait to see. We'll, we'll see what happens. If anything happens on that, whoever's double watching, because I know you're going to double watch, go <laughs> ahead and, and send it over to us and we can, we can jump in. But... Or if you're with a friend or with a significant other, have them watch that and let you know if anything breaks. Right. And you watch this. You know what, Vince? <laughs> what? Do you know where do you know where you were two years ago today? Uh yeah, I was at my desk. Probably at this exact time. I was live streaming right here on this channel with I believe Jason and my buddy John. I thought you were there. But we were live streaming. The November 3rd, 2020 election. Oh, I think... I think I was just watching. Uh, But yeah. But this... We were live streaming. We had 14,000 people watching on YouTube. Right? We had 14,000 people watching on YouTube. And we were doing live commentary over the election. And Donald Trump was winning. Was winning the whole night. Dominating everything. There is no way when we went off at like 9.30 p.m., there is no way possible he could have lost. Statistical improbability. And what happened? Throughout the night, after the polls closed. Pipes broke. Back doors got swung open. Trucks pulled up. (laughs) Ballots got unloaded. You know, it was interesting because the guy I was talking to today, the, the survey guy. Yes. He goes, did you know... That there was a semi-truck that was pulled over in New York State carrying Pennsylvania ballots. I'm like, I did know that. I, I did know that. But you know what? Nobody seems concerned about it because nobody ever talked about it. Was this uh, a couple years ago? This was like this was like uh, November 1st, 2020. Oh, yeah. Right. And there's a semi-truck coming from New Jersey full mm-hmm. of paper ballots going to Pennsylvania. I remember this. Nobody and nobody ever said anything. Happened. Yeah. Nobody ever investigated that. And, you know, here's my, here's my biggest concern about the government, okay? Yeah. Is if Biden, if, 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 and this is like less than 1% of 1%, if Biden legitimately won, okay, I would have expected him to come in and say, hey, look, America, I, I, I understand 71 million you have concerns about this election. So what we're going to do is we're going to go and we're going to get representatives appointed from each political party of every state. Okay? Okay. We're going to have delegates represented from each political party of every state. They're going to come together and they're going to take in the concerns of the voters and work with a committee of voters in your town, your community, your city, wherever it is, and start compiling this evidence of what you guys potentially believe to be voter fraud. Right? And then a report will be given. And if there was voter fraud... I will gladly step down. If he did that, none of this would have been happening right now. But you know what? They didn't. Instead, what they did 
You guys are conspiracy theorists. This is disinformation. We're censoring you. We're coming after you with a hammer. We're going to throw you in jail. Instead, they attacked us. Why? Because when confronted with the truth, the one confronted with the truth typically falls back into a state of fear. And that fear lashes out with anger, projection, and violence. And so that's how we know. We know these son of a bitches stole that election. We know what they did, how they did it. Yeah, there was a lot of fluff coming out after November 3rd of how it happened. And you know what? Mm -hmm. In some points, we were probably wrong. I'll be first to admit that. But what we've seen conclusively since then is massive voter fraud. Did you know today the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania came out and ruled that the Pennsylvania 2020 election was rigged, that it was stolen? And they came out afterwards and said, what? But we're not going to overturn the electors. You know, we'll just um, don't do it again. Slap on the hand. Yeah. So what's the point then? What's the point? Well, of the, you know, they need to do something about it. Well, you're right. And so here's the, here's my point. Mm-hmm. Two days ago, the runoff election in Brazil, Bolsonaro and Lulu. Trump. Trump friend, Bolsonaro, conservative, socialist, far-left socialist, Lulu. The poll started like this, with Bolsonaro up here, Lulu down here, and eventually came down here until the algorithm came out and got that 1% over. That was Hammer and Scorecard. Immediately they said that the United States interfered with the election. They have zero mail-in ballots, zero paper, or sorry, zero paper ballots in Brazil. Right. My, my buddy Sean Morgan, who lives in Brazil, says, not a doubt in my mind, they stole it. They, they knew they were going to steal wow. it. And what are the people in Brazil doing right now? Protesting massively by the millions. Massively. Millions of people in the streets. Not even the people. The military and police have joined them. Now, what is Bolsonaro doing? Well, he hasn't conceded, but he's continuing with the transition. Now, let me ask you this. Bolsonaro, Bolsonaro is a smart guy, right? He, he understands the global power. Yeah, and I'm sure he could talk to people that do understand it as well. So Right. So when it comes to contesting Lulu, why hasn't he come out and saying we're investigating this? I don't know. Maybe he's under duress. I'm not sure. I think he's under duress. Hmm. I truly think that he is most likely under duress. That they've came out and basically threatened him, his family, something that he loves and says, just walk away. These people are sick. I wouldn't put it past them. Yep. But how about this one? Look, Look at this. Look at this. This is the Wall Street Journal. The new world order that promised to bring global powers together has come undone. I think there's some truth to that. I think this is about the, uh, the first piece of truth we have seen in a long time coming from the Wall Street Journal. And it goes through 16 reasons why. But you know what? We know why. The reason why is because 
This war has always been about the control of the minds, the thoughts, the actions, the decisions of people. And in every country but one, people are standing up to voter fraud. That, and they're spending their money wisely. They're talking to their neighbors. Mm -hmm. The truth is coming out, man. The the truth is absolutely coming out. And, you know, I I couldn't ask for a better time to be alive. And I think that everybody else out there does. You know, and and here's the other thing. Is this is something, it's not a realization I had last night, but it was kind of something I was thinking about last night. But it also pertains to a lot of what we've seen. Mm Mm-hmm. We all need to pull ourselves out of the fear. All right? Mm. The fear of tomorrow will destroy your day today. Remember that. That's very true, man. The fear of tomorrow will destroy your day, your world today. And so we have to start taking a different approach The news that we go through, yeah, some of it is sad, some of it's bad, some of it's horrible, some of it's atrocious. It's war. It's biological warfare. It's conspiratorial planning to depopulate the planet. I get that. But that only happens if we acquiesce. That only happens if every patriot on this planet stands down or dies. Shuts up. That's right. And that's never going to be the case no i got a big mouth i'm not shutting up anytime soon or ever yeah and so we have a decision to make as human beings is that we can stop looking at the future filled with fear of what potentially might happen if we lose and instead say that there are no other options but to win and start looking at a positive outlook for humanity, for the future. Positive push. Hell yeah. Positive push. And, and you know what? So I do the, the weekly town halls with American Media Periscope. We yeah. always got one person in there or somebody in there who's always saying, show me the evidence. I don't see that you know patriots are in control or any of this stuff is happening. Okay. Sure. Look around you. The Wall Street Journal just said the New World Order is done. You have the BRICS alliance that is rising up and being contesting the Western nation world government. All those, all of those Western nation economies are failing and crumbling. All their militaries are depleted and vaccinated. Okay? Yeah, true. The only way that the new world order can win this battle is to take out the United States of America. That's it. They have Mm. to get the people of the United States, 300 million people, to acquiesce to their power and their authority. Which I'm going to tell you, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And I'm not talking about violence. We, We don't need to fight them with violence. That's what they want. We need to fight them on their own plane and domain. Information warfare. This game right here that is being played out on this planet, this 5D chess, is psychological warfare, information warfare. It's controlling the narrative. 
the propagation of the narrative that they push out there is fear. If human beings exist in a perpetual state of fear, the blood rushes out of their brain and into their viscera. Okay? It goes viscera. in yeah, goes into your, your, your organ center. Okay? It goes all into here to preserve your life. And so it reduces your intelligence and basically um, initiates animal instincts, survival instincts. Okay? So when you're in a state of fear, right? That is the state that you're in, instinctual, survival. And that's what they perpetuate every day, day in and day out. Do you honestly think they're going to nuke this planet? Um, uh, I think it's unlikely, but I think it's possible. I think it's possible, but I think there's less than a 1% chance that they do. Mm -hmm. Okay? I think that if they did anything, they would release like a Moab, a mother of all bombs, and call it a tactical nuke. Right? Hmm. Kind of like what they did with the biological chemical attacks in Syria, how they all faked that. They would fake a nuclear blast, right? I think that's a possibility. But I don't think they're actually going to allow nukes, and I don't think they can. <laughs> and I've, I've right. talked about the evidence on that, that Russia and the United States were doing nuclear preparation events with ICBMs, United States in August, and it had to shut down immediately and got canceled because of malfunctions, and the same thing yeah. happened to Russia. Yeah. And we've heard the stories in the reports that there's little things that fly over these, these silos that don't allow them to do it. So... Where are we? We are five days, less than five days from the midterm elections. We live in an incredibly symbolic universe, don't we? It's really strange, man. Yes, we do. <laughs> do you know what type of moon we're going to have on election night? No. Tell me. Oh, you don't know this? No. I need to check, though, because I want to go fishing. Hold on. Let me pull up my... Uh... <laughs> I want to be 100% correct on this. Um, on the morning of Tuesday, November 8, 2022, a spectacular reddish moon will be visible across North America. Unlike the recent partial solar eclipses, this will be a completely oh. safe event to look at with your naked eyes. No eclipse glasses, binoculars, or telescopes required. There is going to be a lunar Red moon lunar eclipse, blood moon eclipse on the morning of November 8th over the wow. North America. Whoa, dude. Oh, I hope it's clear here. Now, I let me ask you I this. What have we all been clouds. calling election day for the conservatives? Red wave. Red wave. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> oh. Isn't that weird? <laughs> We've been calling it a red wave, and just so happens there's a red moon. Yeah, dude. Oh. Now, let me ask you this. Okay. During the lunar eclipse, right, what happens to the yeah. sun? It, it, oh, it gets dark. And so it's happening in the morning. The sun gets dark, and then when the moon, the red moon, the red wave goes over the moon, it goes yeah. from what? Dark to? Dark to light, dude. Blood moon. Oh my god. <laughs> Come on. That is pretty fucking significant. <laughs> this is amazing. It's either, Holy dude, crap. either 
God is real or we live in a simulation. And they're just, whoever's programming this shit is like, dude, check All this right. out. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Like, You're going to drive them crazy. Yeah. Watch, we're going to trip them out on this one. Oh, my God. Dude, a, a red moon solar eclipse, red moon lunar eclipse is occurring on Tuesday, the morning of Tuesday, November 8th. When the sun is shining in the sky, the moon's going to cover it. It's all going to go dark and it's going to go light. Dark to light. Blood red. Red oh wave. Oh, my God. The moon red waves wave. over the sun. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, you you got to tell, tell David Whitehead about this one, dude. He's going to be like, what? <laughs> I'm sure he's probably heard of it. Wow. Amazing. So, you know what? <laughs> what else was there? There was something astrological. Um, it was that... Um, I think it's Saturn. It's either Saturn or no, it's Pluto. Mm -hmm. Is that Pluto is in um, regression. Okay, so Pluto is like moving away. The last time Pluto was in that position, it was July 4th, 1776. Nice. Seriously, like, you can't make this shit up. Mm. Like, if people don't believe that there's an influence from your external environment onto human psyche, you're nuts. That everything moving around us. You, you know what the, one of the interesting facts is? This is more of a fringe topic or not. Is where is the center of the universe? Um, no one knows, right? I don't know. Well, do you remember that uh, Nobel Prize that was given to the two quantum physicists for... Uh, um, quantum entanglement that we we're talking about the non-locality of the universe. No, but go on. We talked about it on fringe. Uh, I talked about it on fringe a few weeks ago. Um, mm -hmm. What what it actually determines is that the universe is actually expanding in all directions, all at the same time, it, it expanding outwardly. Okay. Yeah. From all points, all at the exact same time. That's weird. Okay. So right now, all around you, the universe is expanding. Everything around you, including yourself, is expanding from that center point. So that means that the center point of the universe is a perspective of the observer. Hmm. So Derive just got it. Center of the universe is from each person's perspective. Which means that every conscious entity is the center of the universe. Hmm. Thank you. You know, when you said I was expanding from my center, I was getting offended, but I think that's ended up being a compliment. Not your ego, Vince. <laughs> not your ego. If there's one person that's I know that doesn't have one, it's you. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I try. But so we are in absolutely amazing times. And we need to stop looking at doom and gloom. We need to stop believing all the hype. Listen. Or dwelling, at least. Well, yeah, you know, dwelling on this. Yeah. So my, my, my double vax neighbor, the whole family's sick with COVID. Oh, sucks. And I'm like, dude, what do you need? Medicine? I, I got you, right? But mm -hmm. listen, people are dying because of that vaccine. Undoubtedly. Over the next five years, it, it's going to be bad. And guess what? We are all prepared for that. Every yeah. single one of us. Yeah. 
wanted to check something Facebook. So we are streaming on Facebook. Nobody's nobody on Facebook's commenting, or maybe they are. I just can't see them. Am I connected? Check. Facebook, are you guys out there? All I see is D Live comments. Yeah, Facebook's being not too nice to me. It won't let me log into my account on my phone. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and I changed the password yesterday on the computer, and I tried to log in, and it still won't let me. And then I can't I can't, I can't, can't do anything. I'm, like, screwed. So I'm probably going to lose this account. I don't know what's going on. Well, you get, so you can't do it from a phone. You have to do it from a browser. Yeah, but I changed my password, and I put in my previous password to do it, and then now none of my passwords work. Right, but so are you changing your password on your phone? I, I can't. Okay. You, the only way to do it is through a browser. I did. Yeah, okay. I did. And now I'm fucked. I can't do anything uh, now. Yeah. I know. I had the same no problem for three work. months with Facebook, and then I finally figured it out. Um, but listen. We're live. Okay, oh. good. So we need to start thinking about the world we want. Because the globalists, the elitists, they already have it all planned out of the world they want. Yeah. And we need to start bringing that idea to ground and start implementing politicians that support that idea. Listen, politicians are politicians. I don't care who they are when they get into that office. Mm -hmm. They can get swayed any way the power wants to throw them. And the key there is to remove that system of power, that hidden hand that manipulates the power, the authority. You got to remember, the power and the authority in the United States of America is in yours and mine hand. Yeah, it comes I, from the center of the universe. Yeah. I had a uh, – <laughs> I, I was doing an interview the other day, and uh-huh. this, this gentleman was – awesome dude. Awesome dude. Um, an apologetic Christian, okay? Oh, cool. And he was talking about the founders, and they built this whole country on the foundation of Christianity, which I disagree with to a point, to a degree. But he said that. The precedence of how this works is God, government, Mm -hmm. people. I said, what? And I I, I said, okay, maybe he made a mistake, right? But actually that's wrong because it goes God, people, government. 100%. But the way it is right now is government, God, people. Or it's just God optional (laughs) government people, government, God optional people. (laughs) That's kind of how it is right now. Yeah. No kidding. And so we have to flip that script. We have to take back control and power. Um, People don't know this. I I actually introduced this the other night to a group of people on our after dark chat. Did you know that I made uh, a certain amount of, so I've talked about running for office before, right? Yeah. Okay. And and so with running for office, I had a few ideas of things that we would have to do to make America better in the sense of amendments to the United States Constitution. Yeah. You want to hear them? I'd love to. Let's hear it. So these are proposed changes that I would like to see. And and they're not perfect. They probably need some editing. Okay. They probably need some rewording. But these are proposed changes that I see would benefit us as Americans and put the power back in our hands as American people. Okay. All right. No one but the American people. Notice I don't say person. No one but the American people shall own land in deed and title in the United States of America. 
any acquisitions of land by any yeah. other entity besides the American people prior to this amendment or sh- or after shall be turned into a lease made p- payable to the American landowner or to the whole people respectively when that land may be state or federally acquired. So state and federal land, okay? Yeah. If the if like the state government wants to take over land, okay, they have to lease it from the people. And then so whatever that lease price is, they have to distribute that to the people in tax credits or back to the people. Okay? okay. And that no foreign entity, no corporation can own land. Period. Only the people. So literally the people. Corporations, persons can't well, own land. The next part goes the people of the United States may create legal entities and lease the apportioned land to such entity for the sum negotiated between the parties. So they can lease it to a corporation. Right. A corporation can lease land that it cannot own. Period. Wait. People can lease land to corporations, but corporations can't own the land. Correct. Yeah. Foreign countries, nobody. <clears throat> How about this one? There cool. shall be no establishment for the monetary or beneficial incentive of a politician or political party's vote unless that establishment is a union of the people duly represented as the politician's constituents, of which the sum of monies or incentive shall not exceed $25 per constituent. Okay. Every it's political... That Go first ahead. part again. Can well, you it, that first part? Like it, it expands it on it right here. Okay. Every political candidate, no matter election type or jurisdiction, shall only raise monies in proportion to their district size. That money shall not exceed $25 per constituent. This shall be viewed as a system of checks and balances on election integrity. Now, think about this. If you're a politician and you're running for District A and District A has 100,000 people it represents. Okay? Yeah. And you win your primaries and you go to the general election, okay? And you're running against, it's you and a Democrat running against each other, mm-hmm. okay? You can only take in money from a people, from a, a, a citizen, a constituent, not from businesses, entities, foreign powers, governments, no PACs, none of this stuff. All that's gone. You can only take in money from the constituents in that district. Now, if there's 100,000 people... You can only take in a sum total of money between all candidates cannot exceed $2.5 million. $25 per constituent, $100,000. $2.5 million. Okay? Now, let's say that candidate A raises, uh, has 75,000 constituents donate to his campaign. Okay? Let's say candidate B has 25,000 constituents donate to his campaign. The election happens. Candidate B wins. Is that possible? No, because the people who donated to candidate A would have voted for him. So there is a there is a, uh, a checks and balance on, on election integrity. That's awesome. I like that idea, especially having the corporations outside of that. Yep. Because what say do they have? Right. It's about the people. This is a government formed by the people. Right. Nobody shall nobody shall be able to influence an election. That nobody should be able to undermine the people, the constituents of a district from outside of it. Period. That's it. George Soros can't come in. Someone who lives billionaire mansion, a former German citizen, cannot come in there and influence an election in a city he doesn't live in. Period. How about this one? Mm -hmm. Any politician taking in excess of this amount shall be banned from political service and jailed up to a time no less than 10 years. The jury shall be made above all the votes of all constituents within that voting district. So 
Let's say that candidate B was found, hey, you, you cheated, okay? Guess who his jury becomes? Yeah. It becomes 100,000 people in that, in that jurisdiction, in that district. And they vote Damn. on his sentence. Because that's who Talk it was about, stolen from. Talk about accountability. Yeah. They don't like that. How about this one? I like this one. Congress and Senate shall meet no more than two times a year to propose new legislation unless organized by national or global emergency or by committee. Did you know that that's actually how it used to be? No. That's exactly how it used to be. That Congress would only meet two times a year, propose new legislation, usually one or two bills, relatively small, unless they were meeting through national emergency or something or committee. Yeah. How about this one? Pay and benefits for politicians shall be apportioned to the sum average annual of wages of their constituents in the district. Pay and benefits are only payable during elected term. So if you have 100,000 people in your district and the mean average income is $30,000, that politician only gets paid $30,000 for his term but that $30,000 is apportioned to actual time in service when he's in Congress during those two sessions. I absolutely love that one. But from a math perspective, I would add one thing. What's that? And that it is um, uh, an average where if you have an outlier, let's say you have 10 billionaires that just happen to love that area. Right. That you exclude any extreme outliers. And, and, that, and that's a good, good reasoning right there. Mm-hmm. Right. But you know what it does? What? It incentivizes the politicians to better their community, yeah. to increase the average pay of their constituents, yeah. because then them as politicians hey. make more money as a politician. Yeah. They're not going to get a raise if the people aren't getting raises. That's it. Like that, yeah. How about this one? We the people hereby repeal the 17th Amendment, whereas the Senate of the United States has now voted into office by the state legislator of the respective states. The government of that state has no has the power to remove any senator with a vote of two-third majority of the state legislators at, at any time during the Senate's term. This is how it used to be. The 17th Amendment actually took away the power of the states to elect the senators. The senator... Oh. So the the founding fathers believed that the House of Representatives shall be selected by the people, 435 representatives, and the Senate shall be selected by the state legislators. And this was a system of checks and balances because if the people in the state are voting for the senators or for the state legislator, okay, that state legislator is more in tune with kind of like the political landscape of the people. And so the political legislator would vote in the senator And then the people would have the representative. And this is what the two houses were actually about. The 17th Amendment uh, basically changed that. And so we need to pull that back and put the hands back of the senators back into the place of the state legislators. Because it removes a lot of their influence and power from the constituents, from elections, so on and so forth. We the people repeal the 16th Amendment and hereby define income as referenced by the Supreme Court of the United States case circa 1916 as gains and profits from business transactions. No tax shall be collected disproportionately among the states and no tax shall ever be collected on the American people's wages. Prior to 1913, that's exactly how it was. Did you know that when, so I actually have a quote here. I'll talk about that here in a minute. You're fine. We the people hereby repeal the 13th 
Amendment of the United States Constitution to declare that the Declaration of Independence stands as a foundational legal document, whereas all people in the United States are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, of which those rights shall not be infringed by a government brought about by the people. Period. The, the Declaration of Independence states right there in the first paragraph that you are endowed with certain unalienable rights from your creator, that all people are. Why do we need the 13th yeah. Amendment? Because they're defining legal terminology. They're defining that you can be put under contract law and put into a system of contractual slavery. So that needs to be gone. The powers granted to the government by the people of the United States shall not be construed beyond their legal meaning and definition at the time of ratification of such amendment. You know how important that is? How important? Dude, this is so critically important. Could you repeat it? The powers granted to the government by the people of the United States shall not be construed beyond their legal meaning and definition at the time of ratification of that amendment or at the time period. So, Hmm. for instance, the first, the Tenth Amendment, they were ratified, right, in 1776. So that means that if you want to define the terms person, common law, First Amendment, right, free speech, religion, If you want to define those terms as a Supreme Court of the United States in current case law, you have to use that 1776 definition of what the founders were originally talking about with what they meant by those words. Yeah, I agree with that. Love it. How about this one? This one's a good one. We the people hereby amend the Second Amendment of the Constitution to declare that we the people have the right to self-defense both individual and organized against any threat that seemingly infringes on this constitution. This declaration shall be made by the people with voice first and legal proceeding second through the 10th amendment. If no resolution is found, the people of the United States have the right to remove their government by declaration proximately. And ultimately when no resolution has been found by force with the current weaponry of the time equivalent to standing armies. Every people of these United States has the right to carry a concealed firearm in any place they choose, no matter policy or jurisdiction, as long as that firearm is in the right of self-defense and protection of self and others. Congress shall pass no tax to exceed 3% of purchase price on weapons and ammunitions. Each state will have an armory and training facility within their local regions, open to the people to arm themselves against rebellion or insurrection. The people shall train there as often as they like, and funding for these facilities shall be levied by the states through apportioned taxes or by the citizens. Heck yeah, dude. This is sounding like a utopia now. Oh, this is beautiful. How about this one? <laughs> we the people amend the Fourth Amendment of the Constitution to add digital and internet privacy, that a person's data is equivalent to that of public information protections, and that no infringement of this shall be conducted by any foreign, private, or public organization or governments without that person's permissions or through a court order. Any court order that that comes about through warrant and is issued for surveillance shall be public after the surveillance and the court is through with the case and completed and added to the public record with a lineage of all the approvals. Damn. Transparency. Yeah, Transparency. We, the people of the United States reserve the right to contest any election with written petition or more with more than 10% of the voting district upon request and with no court or government approval, all election data will be handed over to a committee of civilian representatives elected by the contesting party. 
The contesting party will have 30 days to review the data and submit a request for paper ballot or in-person revote for that district. The revote will only be applicable if evidence of voter fraud is discovered and reviewed and approved by appointed election review committee. Who is their election review committee? An election review committee shall be selected by delegates of each political party at the beginning of the year prior to an election. The committee will be composed of non-political candidates and comprised of delegates from each registered political affiliation within that district. So that's actually pretty sweet because that means that Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Constitution, everybody gets a representative that gets to review that voter data. Hmm. Big checks and balances. And the last one, a mandatory 15% corporate tax on all gains and profits shall be waged on all businesses and corporations within the United States. No other taxes shall be levied by any district or federal domain. These taxes shall be apportioned among the states and federal domain for the use in infrastructure, sustainment, and beneficial gain of the United States. None of these taxes shall be used for um, foreign funding. And then a flat, ta- a flat tax of 3% shall be levied on all transactions of goods and services in the United States. The proceeds of these taxes will go for the benefit of the United States and the funding of defense and uh, various different protections. Like a military? Like a military. That's right. But, you know, Thomas Jefferson, you know, it, it's interesting. When he talked about taxes, income taxes, and these types of things, he, yeah. he didn't talk about them in the sense that they should be a continuous thing that happens every day. He only talked about taxes as a temporary solution for the government to get funding for a, an emergency or something of that nature, where those taxes potentially could be brought upon a person's wages or business's income, Right. But it was never meant to be a progressive tax. It was never meant to be a continuous tax. It was always meant to be that there's no taxes in the United States. Hey, we're going to war. Okay, we're we're making taxes 15% on all revenue income. But you know how we looked at that? Is that, let's say a farmer, okay? A farmer has a bad season, okay? That farmer only gets taxed on his excess, so anything that he produces, so let's say a farmer typically does $100,000 a year, okay? Okay. Let's say this year the farmer did $120,000, okay? That farmer only gets taxed on that $20,000. Hmm. And if that farmer didn't, if that farmer only did $80,000, he doesn't even have to pay a tax. That's how Thomas Jefferson looked at taxes. And he said that when when you start talking about doubly tax, when basically when the government comes out there and they want to tax a corporation on its profits, but then they want to tax the product or service as well, that's double taxing. That's how we ended up in this situation in the first place. And he goes, that's what creates tyrannical governments is the ability to tax into infinity. And what do we have right now? Exactly that. No doubt. Tax on tax on tax on tax. Oh, wow, dude. I love that list. It's good. And and that'll be posted soon. I just got to find some time to get on my blog. I haven't been, I've been writing a lot, but I just haven't been able to get anything published on my blog. All right. Should we get into the news? I know it's been 45 minutes. Uh, nah. Just keep on just talking. Kidding. Let's do it, dude. There's some stuff there. Yeah, let's All do right. it. Let's... Biden has to be guided off the stage by New Mexico's governor after lying about the economy and falsing falsely claiming he cut the federal debt. 
Oh, my God. And so this is... uh, Today, we're in a much better place, although we're still hurting. Biden said inflation was at 1.4% when Biden was installed in January 2021, and gas prices were at $2.33. This is the annual change in the CPI. This is January 1st, 2021. And look at that. That's current date. U.S. national gas price. Look at that. Joe Biden said, so the economy is up. Price of inflation is down. Real incomes are up. Gas prices are down. It's all lies. What? Yeah. Damn liar. He doesn't know anything, though, man. He mm-hmm. keeps saying his son died in the Middle East and oh god, constantly yeah. and all this stuff and let's, these lies. Let's watch this. Right Well, Joe Biden, you know, we, we showed the other day the, uh, the ID marks on his hand. We know that they're drugging him up, and it's pretty bad. But, you know, they, they, they use drugs with everybody. Did you know this? That if they want to control you, they drug you up? Oh, my goodness, dude. Yes. They, they, they say, oh, he has a mental problem. You need to mm-hmm. drug him up. You want to see something? Spears. Well, yeah. We have Britney Spears. How about Kanye West? Listen to this. So... What should be obvious by now is that I was raised to stand for my truths regardless of the consequences. So I will say this again. I was mentally misdiagnosed and nearly drugged out of my mind to make me manageable, well-behaved celebrity. And this, I think, I believe, is a doctor that he was referred to. And um, Harley? I think it's like more like um, an agent or something of okay. that nature. Right, so it's his agent. We'll find out. And it says, I'm going to help you one of a couple ways. First, you and I sit down and have a loving and open conversation, but you don't use cuss words, and everything that is discussed is based in fact and not some crazy stuff that dumb friend of yours told you or you saw in a tweet. Then they say, the second option, I have you institutionalized again where they medicate the crap out of you and you go back to zombie land forever. Play date with the kids just won't be the same. That is disgusting, dude. That is what someone is telling Kanye West when he gets out of line. Yeah, Harley Pasternak. He's a Canadian personal trainer. Uh, Harley Samuel Pasternak is a Canadian-American personal trainer, motivational speaker, author, television host, and spitter. Pasternak is known for his books, The Body Reset Diet and The Five-Factor Diet, along with working with many celebrity clients as a personal trainer. Interesting. Jewish Canadian American personal trainer. Hmm. Isn't that something? That that is definitely something. Dude, and this is breaking tonight, everybody. Kanye posted that he was going to take a break from Twitter 30 days ago, and he just came back today, started posting these tweets. Now now listen to this. Pasternak's celebrity client list includes Adam Levine, Lady Gaga, Kim Kardashian, Megan Fox. John Mayer, Ariana Grande, Jessica Simpson. Um, we have Gwyneth Paltrow. We <laughs> have Toby Maguire, Rihanna, um, Mac Miller, Jennifer Hudson, wow. Gwen Stefani, Usher, Jack Black, Seth Rogen, Ooh, Robert Downey gosh. Jr., Halle Berry, Kate Beckinsale, Mila Jovovic, Alicia Keys, Bono. Now, 
I, I can pull out of those names right there a whole bunch of people who have some fucking issues. Yeah, yeah. Including devil worshippers. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking, dude. Holy crap. This is huge. Yep. And uh, I hope you stay safe out there. He also tweeted that um, he was told that if he exposed the truth of the bad business practices, practices everything is going to be taken from him, including his children. So you know what's interesting says, about Kanye uh, is Kanye was actually worth about $11 billion a few years ago. Did you know that? He's less worth than a billion dollars right now because of all this. Fascinating. Oh, he's posting all types of shit, isn't he? Is he still going? So this is two minutes ago. Since Lex asked me to be specific, this is the hero of mine, David Simon. He's never done anything wrong to me, and neither has Jamie. I know this is random post, but I'm at war. But I have to say I love uh, David Simon. Great. He goes, Jamie then said he's actually got 51% of those details. Excuse me. Um... He's talking about different types of things here. They make us attack each other, each other even our brothers who know we are tru- who we truly are. They make us bully ourselves because of our business alignments. Shaq rips Kyrie Irving over anti-Semitism controversy, calls him an idiot. Um, this is not hate. We are love. God is love. And this is press, uh, press alerts. So he's basically calling out all of Hollywood right now. Oh, so this uh, this show is hardly admitting to knowing the truth of the origin, but the later dismissing the facts within the same text chain. Mind you, this is how a Hollywood trainer speaks to a far more influential black celebrity when we get out of line. Look at this shit. So your origins might be Jewish. Um, it's about how you act, how you think, and how you treat others. I will do anything, anything, if you could please apologize to my people. I'm always going to help you one of the couple ways, but first, sit down and have a loving conversation. Um, anything discussed is based on fact, not some crazy stuff that some dumb friend told you. Okay, so basically he's throwing this whole conversation out there right now. And he says it's my people too. Um, so Kanye is still posting. And you know what? All because Elon Musk owns Twitter and he knows he's not going to be backlashed against. Maybe. Maybe. Well, he's, I think, buddies with him as well, Elon. Right. So interesting, dude. It's really interesting. Wow. Well, this is the start of the flood. Because what was Kanye saying last week? I don't know. He said something. A satanic Jewish mafia rules over Hollywood. Mm -hmm. This personal trainer is just a personal trainer. But just happens to be Jewish born. I'm not anti-Semitic in any way. But I do think there is not a coincidence here. It's interesting, huh? Wow. Mm -hmm. Holy crap. All right, what else we got here? Dollar dominance scheduled for termination as Saudi Arabia declares China is a reliable partner. The petrodollar is now on its last legs as Saudi Arabia has declared China to be a reliable partner for energy and trade the USA under the catastrophic leadership of fake President Joe Biden, who is planted in the Oval Office via a rigged election, has lost all credibility in the eyes of world leaders. Um, The world has come to realize that the U.S. is a horrible steward of the global reserve currency and that the U.S. abuses, exploits its currency, standing to enforce authoritarian dominance over the world. Number two, the U.S. is a dangerous, cruel empire that bombs civilians, destroys civilian infrastructure, and abuses human rights uh, both around the world and at home. Uh, The U.S. has zero regard for the rule of law and has no respect for anything resembling democracy or human rights. 
The U.S. is a horrible trading partner because it'll carry out economic warfare against its own trading partners, such as the Fed raising interest rates to the break Britain's bond-based pension system while pushing transgenderism and the LGBT agenda on the world. The U.S. will demand real goods from your nation, commodities, manufactured goods, while offering you nothing but fiat currency debt instruments in return. The world is tired of trading real physical assets for American IOUs. U.S. leadership is the cabal of insane, deranged criminals who cannot be reasoned with. The U.S. is like a crazed childhood bully running around with nuclear weapons beyond the reach of any rational argument or sensible solution involving common ground. Wow. And so um, I wanted to see here. And, and this is the truth, is that Saudi Arabia has aligned with the BRICS Economic Alliance, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. Most of those nations right now are under attack by the Western nations, including Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is working with China to develop new missile technology, working with Russia on economic oil deals, and they told Joe Biden to fuck off. And that means that the petrodollar, you're muted, Vince, the petrodollar will soon be going away. I believe so. It's on its decline, that's for sure. Or it's on its way out. Yep. Wow. What's next? Assets. U.S. stocks and bonds declined following the recent rate hikes. U.S. stocks and treasuries were lower while the dollar was bid with markets continuing to react to Wednesday's hawkish press conference from Fed Chair Powell. Hawkish, yeah, right, hawkish. While there were also rate hikes from the Bank of England and Norwich's Bank, which is uh, the former raised rates by 75 basis points, which was the largest rate increase in decades and was, as expected, albeit the two dovish dissenters. Furthermore, participants digested several data releases, including ISM services, PMI, which fell by more than expected, but prices paid, rose, and employee employment slipped in contradictory territory. While initial jobless claims were marginally better than expected, but challenger layoffs saw the highest number of job cuts announced in a single month since February 2021, 33.8 thousand, and with the focus now shifting to Friday's NFP report. So this is interesting. The jobs report comes out and they, we created more jobs. Do you know what fucking kind of jobs they're creating? Jobs that were lost in 2020 still, probably. <laughs> yeah, jobs that were lost in 2020, <laughs> and most of them are minimum wage or just a little bit better than minimum wage. Unbelievable. Um, lay- layoffs announced today. Are you ready for this one? Oh, yeah. Lyft plans to lay off 13% of their workers. Open Door plans to lay off 18% of the workers. Stripe. Plans to lay off 14% of the workers. Chime, 12% of the workers. Twitter, 50% of the workers. Morgan Stanley, an unknown percentage. Actually, my neighbor, she's an underwriter for mortgages. Just got laid off. Uh Oh, no. Yep. Yeah, it's happening a lot, a lot, a lot. And there's more to that than just those companies. Uh, Yeah. There's several articles I saw that are talking about this, and they all have different, a little bit different of companies picked out of the hat, I guess. Oh, you know what's interesting, too, is this next one. Wall Street Journal talking about here. Well, real quick, on the layoffs. Yeah. uh, This was breaking uh, as we started. Elon is like, Elon told everyone to go home, take Friday off, as layoffs begin for Twitter. That's kind of odd. Well, he doesn't want anybody to do anything harsh like they did over at the New York Post. Something, man. Yep. Everybody go home. Don't worry. We'll take care of everything. Lock Twitter down. Hand out pink slips. Rescind their access. 
right? Yeah. And then bring everybody who still has a job back. Yeah. We don't have to escort anybody out, yep. deal with any drama. Come get your shit later. We'll arrange it. Exactly. Smart. <laughs> Wall Street Journal News exclusive. General Mills, Audi, and Pfizer join growing list of companies pausing Twitter ads. Now, this is, they're blaming it on Elon Musk, okay? But are they really pausing the ads because of Elon Musk? Because if they really wanted to protest Elon Musk at Twitter, why don't they just delete their accounts? Very good point, dude. They're not, nobody's deleting their accounts. They want no. their reposting and all the people to see their shit. That's right. And they can make, so they can make money and not do anything for Twitter. But also, those same companies, besides Pfizer, well, Pfizer's in a world of hurt. They just don't realize oh. it yet. They know what's coming down. Okay. Oh. But they're aware. They're aware. Yeah. General Mills and Audi, we had General Motors. Dude, these companies are struggling because of inflation, rising prices, and the economy. They're cutting back on their marketing budget. And so why not cut back on your marketing budget with Twitter and make a public statement as well and blame it on Elon? Oh, yeah. They're like, all right, here's our opportunity to cut our costs (laughs) because we really are struggling right now. You know, pertaining to uh, Elon Musk. I, I yeah. want people to understand the absolute fucking insane nonsense that is being perpetuated out there. We all saw what happened between Elon Musk and, and, and AOC, right? AOC is, oh, you're right. charging $8 a month for free speech. Mm-hmm. Okay? And this is Joe, a uh, far leftist on Twitter. All right? AOC just made a joke out of Elon Musk tweeting LMAO. At the billionaire mm-hmm. trying to sell people the idea that free speech is an eight dollar a month subscription plan. Um, I, I'm I'm I don't understand how AOC made a joke out of Elon by just going laughing my ass off. Um, but what do I have to say about this? It's kind of illogical nonsense like this that gives the left a bad name. You do not need to pay eight dollars to tweet on Twitter. Therefore, tweets are still free. To keep a blue check mark with benefits the user gives and also provides ample room for monetization will cost $8. Twitter provides a service by giving you a blue check mark. Verified accounts, you, you get um, enhancements and efficiency within the algorithm, your posts get more views, and you people monetize it. That's a service. That's not free speech. And guess what? If you chose not to pay it, you still got your account, you still got all your followers, and you can still tweet. And so, but this is illogical nonsense. This is the psychological warfare that we're talking about here. And what it if might... every tweet did have a value associated with it, though? What's that? What if there was a value for each tweet? Well, there potentially is. I mean, what if the t- each tweet was built into a blockchain? Like, I think well, they could smart. monetize each tweet. Like, each tweet could cost you money. Absolutely. And be a good system. That'd be a, and I, I bet you that's where Elon takes us. Maybe. I'm seeing reports that Elon bought this for $44 billion and he's going to turn it into a $200 billion company in the next uh, three years. The next hour. I think, that's gonna, I think it's going to happen, honestly. <laughs> the, uh, I think so, dude. Yeah, I do too. I absolutely do. The ex-New uh, York Post employee who posted racist and violent fake headlines to smear the right on the paper's Twitter and website has come forward to the Daily Beast. Miguel Gonzalez says he wants to continue working in journalism. His social media is filled with him liking left-wing content. Unbelievable. And I, I, I have a 
feeling that he's not going to get another journalist uh, uh, position unless it's at CNN. Yeah, he's really going to have to find someone corrupt who can look past that because uh, anywhere he goes, he's going to be called out because people yep. are awake and people don't stand for that sh stuff anymore. So last night, Joe Biden came out and falsely claimed that the right MAGA Republicans were going to commit massive violence during Mega the midterm elections. Yep. This is uh, Andy No on Twitter. Antifa members in Portland, Oregon are telling their comrades to ready plans in case Republican gubernatorial candidate Christian Dreisen wins. They're spreading lies that police will facilitate right-wing violence. And so here's some of the post. Be ready if Dreisen wins in Oregon, which is likely. Expect us to embolden the dipshit brigade to harass PDX soon afterwards, possibly even on election night. Everyone should be prepared to react quickly for a campaign of harassment in all forms. Start organizing now. Anti-fascists should be establishing, reestablishing, and confirming safe lines of communication to be prepared to rapidly respond to these threats in days, the weeks following the Dreisen victory. Long-term threats will also be an issue. I believe that with the new city council leaning pro-authoritarian and a Drazen victory, the MAGA shitbags will continue an ongoing low-key, mid-key harassment campaign in PDX punctuated by rallies and flag waves in varying degrees. Most importantly, remember that police will not protect you. They do pick sides and they will not pick yours. They will do everything they reasonably can to foster and facilitate right-wing violence while maintaining a public image of nonpartisan, our hands are tied narrative. Sounds like they were planning some violence to me. Absolutely, dude. Same playbook from 2020. Get ready. Well, and that's also interesting that within their new circuits. So firstly, Antifa is a highly organized organization. We understand that there's certain people at the top, shadow part, that drop down orders from everybody else in the bottom, right? So they're organizing from orders coming from the top. And what are they saying? It's a good possibility that the Republican is going to win the Oregon governorship. Prepare for them to win. That's fucking massive. Dude, if Oregon and New York flip red, wow. <laughs> Blood moon, bro. Blood Moon, Red Wave. Because <laughs> oh, it looks like New York's going to flip red. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know. You're talking about that. I hadn't even considered Oregon. <laughs> Washington State was neutral, according to one report earlier this week. They went from blue to neutral. Yep. So, dude, we could see the West Coast light up red. Oh, it's going to be like Christmas early. I hope. I hope. Except well, the backlash. Did you see a lot of the people talking about today that. Uh, don't be surprised if at the day after elections, the Democrats come out and blame Republicans for stealing the election. A lot of people are talking about it today. We've been talking about it for two years. So. <laughs> it's true. Uh, wow, the, dude. Yeah, this is going to be huge. FBI has warned of threats to synagogues across the United States. They issued a warning Thursday of a broad threat to synagogues in the northeast state of New Jersey amid the uptick of anti-Semitic rhetoric around the country. The FBI has received credible information of a broad threat to synagogues in New Jersey. Um, sure, sure. Credible information from the FBI. Yeah, it smells like MK Ultra, dude. Have you been paying attention to uh, this story going around about the... Uh, the pipe bomber suspect in D.C. the night of January 6th? Not lately, but I suspect it was um, that Antifa kid, Sullivan. Yeah, I, I think Ron it was Sullivan. too. But 
So basically, the FBI has over 21,000 hours of video evidence. We're talking about the DNC's headquarters, okay, and the surrounding areas of Washington, D.C. There was a report that came out that the video quality of the video evidence they have of every part of footage of that guy, okay, is at one frame per second. Now, one of these guys, I think it was The Interceptor, one of them did an article on this. And that, do you know how many cameras in the world currently exist below five frames per second? I have no idea. Zero percent. Oh, whoops. The cameras used on the moon landing in 1969 were 10 frames per second. Okay? Oh, wow. So the FBI, so, so congressmen are going after them. And saying, you need to release this information in the whole trail of uh, uh, custody, all the evidence pertaining to this. Because it's looking as if the FBI cut pieces out of the video to make it look like one frame per second so that the suspect can't get identified. Uh Uh-oh. Which means that that suspect was most likely who? An FBI agent. Or somebody associated with an FBI agent. That's it. They're covering up for that person. And, you know, when I hear this report, like you said, there's, uh, they're thinking there might be an attack on a synagogue, they say, huh? Yeah, this not, yeah. is... With, with just, Ye's anti-Semitic rhetoric, right? With Kanye West anti-Semitic rhetoric. With all the rhetoric coming out about QAnon yeah. being anti-Semitic. Well, well alleged anti-Semitic rhetoric. Yeah, alleged. You there know, you go. I I um I don't think that Kanye hates Jews, all right? Nope. But um I think that they that bots are going to push this narrative and that some crazy person may actually act on this unfortunately and I don't want it to happen. I think violence is terrible, but I would say that it's likely that they're correct and it's probably I hope botched and the person is arrested and hopefully maybe stopped before it even happens because this stuff happens. It's an election, I bet you. Then it'll be blamed on Malga. There's going to be some stuff going down. Okay, how about this? I'm just going to make this now. Just false flags inbound. Be vigilant. Yeah. So keep your head on a swivel. Stay out of trouble. Yep. Exactly. So remember, I said we were winning. This is from Dan O'Donnell, the Dan O'Donnell Show. Uh, He's a radio show host. But he said, Mm -hmm. Kimberly Zapata. The deputy director of the city of Milwaukee election commission has just been fired for committing election fraud by obtaining fake military ballots and sending them to assembly election committee chairwoman Janelle Brant Jen. On Monday, Brant Jen alerted law enforcement that someone had sent military ballots in the names of people who don't exist to her home in what Brant Jen believed was an effort to alert her to how easy it is to commit voter fraud using military ballots. So Kimberly Zapata, I don't think, is guilty here. She was trying to show the uh, the, the elections committee chairwoman that this is really easy to do. And they fired her. Malecki, uh, Milwaukee Elections Co- uh, Commission Director Claire Woodgall Vogg says she believes that Zapata was attempting to point out that military ballots can be requested and sent out without a photo ID or even voter registration through the public myvote.wi.gov website. And she was fired because of this. But it's showing you that Corruption. it's really easy to cheat. 
And you can go onto these websites and request a military absentee ballot and put in fake credentials. Oh my gosh. Yep. All right, let's, uh, our daily Fetterman. You know, if he does become a, 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 a senator, we're going to have to do a daily Fetterman. No, dude. Can't. Summer of 1986. I, uh, I think everyone that ever plays football in, in high school was, you know, at a kind of like a trade-out trade kind of uh, football camp. And, uh, wasn't, wasn't, there wasn't any interest to have me come play here, you know. <laughs> what the fuck did he just say? He's out of it. I, I think that anyone who ever plays football in high school was, you know, at kind of trade out kind of football camp. And there wasn't any interest. I have come to play here. <laughs> <laughs> Oz, sad, Oz should just sit back and not do anything. Seriously. He I, needs to go home and rest. Yeah, I should just be like, put his foot up and say, what are you campaigning about tonight? I'm just going to let that Fetterman speak. You know, I concede <laughs> my time to Fetterman. Just speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Our last debate between Fetterman and Oz. Dr. Oz, I concede all my time to Fetterman. We'll just listen to him for an hour. Are you sure? Oh, I'm positive. Or all his answers are just one word, and then he's like, yeah. that's all. <laughs> that's a genius idea, actually. Yep. Yesterday, we showed the millions of people um, gathering in Brazil. They are demanding that the military get involved with a military audit of the election. That's a good idea. It is. Wow, where have I heard that before? I think that uh, you might have thought of that. Well, I think that... Uh, Everybody in the United States or in the 2020 <laughs> election was thinking of that. <laughs> yeah, true. So uh, a huge anomaly has been identified between the 911 information and the FBI witness timing of events at the Pelosi house. Apparently, there is an anonymous witness, a security guard that remains anonymous, okay, that saw, are you ready for this one? That saw Dave DePape. Walking to the Pelosi house in a very wealthy neighborhood to a $6 million mansion, okay, wearing all black clothes, black shirt, black pants, and a tote bag. Now, isn't that interesting? Because remember the first reports we heard of David DePape? He was in his underwear, right? Yeah. And then they came out, and what did the FBI say? He was in shorts. Is that what they said? Yeah. And now they're saying he was in all black. Oh, like a robber, and he yeah. had a mask with the eyes cut out. And and you know how these houses are set back on these wealthy neighborhoods? The security yeah, guards watched. watched him walk by, walk towards the Pelosi house, then heard the breaking of the glass. He's a security guard for another family. But guess so what? He's, this is like you saw a classic burglar walking yeah. down the street. But guess okay. what? He never called the police. So he's... you know what I say about this FBI's anonymous source? Bogus. He doesn't exist. Not only that is the timing of when he was saying that this all happened doesn't add up with the actual 911 call and information. It's 10, 15 minutes off. <sighs> Just cover up after cover up, cover it up, cover let's, it up. Let's go to this bitch. Mm-hmm. Well, I think your question uh, kind of answers itself, Joy. Um, there's always been uh, a... St- of violence, of uh, 
you know, racism, misogyny, anti-Semitism, as you said. Um, but I think what we're seeing today, and it has certainly been thrown into very high relief by the horrific attack on Paul Pelosi, uh, is not just an aberration where one or two uh, people or a small group engage in that kind of uh, violent rhetoric and urge people to take action against political figures uh, like her, like me, like others. We're seeing a whole political party and those who support it, those who enable it, those who run under its banner, uh, engaging in behavior that is so dangerous and I find, frankly, uh, disqualifying for people uh, who are running for office. You know, this uh, midterm election, we've seen a lot of ads by Republicans running for everything, uh, touting crime. Crime is the issue. But when an 82-year-old man is attacked by an intruder in his own home, they don't seem to be too bothered by that because that person is married to the Speaker of the House, who's of a different political party. I just want your viewers, and really I would like every American, just to stop and think about that. This is the kind of violent rhetoric that leads to violent action that props up authoritarians, and that's unfortunately uh, what we see the Republican Party today uh, supporting. Well. Wow. If that wasn't a load of projection and bullshit, I don't know what is. Did you see uh, the two little nine-year-olds that are hanging off of her cheeks? Oh my god! Look at look no, at those I'm... things. We got little babies growing in there. She's she's gonna harvest those fuckers later. Oh, looks like she did get her supply back. Yeah, no one believes you, Nancy. Well, that's Hillary. Oh, sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, no one believes you, Hillary. Had a long day. <laughs> Thank you. But but everything that she said there is what the left is doing, not the right. Yeah. Nobody, you know, they all get up in a bunch and call about this violent rhetoric when you have an 82-year-old elderly man get attacked. Oh, what happened about the 85-year-old uh, elderly woman who was killed, killed in Michigan for going out there talking about pro-life issues? What happened to the 27-year-old Marco Rubio staffer who was almost beaten to death in Florida? Fucking echoes. Crickets. Oh, crickets. Not It's like an echo chamber. So, very interesting. New forecasts predict Republicans will have a good night on Tuesday. Republicans are projected to have a good night November 8th in Senate, according to the new forecast released Thursday. A model from Real Clear Politics shows that the GOP will control the Senate with 54 seats as compared to the Democrats' 46. It predicted that Republicans will now likely take seats from Arizona, Nevada, Georgia, Pennsylvania, and New Hampshire, and possibly even New York. Uh, in the re uh, that comes in recent polls signal that Americans are incre increasingly de dissatisfied with the direction the United States is heading. One Gallup poll found that 17% of respondents said they're satisfied with the way the country is going, which is the worst of any midterm since 1982. Wow. Um, we went over that one. Biden said last night that we're going to have delayed election results. Dude, it doesn't take three days to count election results. There's a statute of there's a statute of limitations on accepting ballots. Did you know this? No. That every state has a statute of limitations. If ballots are not received by I believe 8 p.m. on election night, those ballots are invalid. I did know this. Okay. I didn't know that's what it's called, but cool. And they they you know why they do that? 
is so they can all be counted that night. And so with Joe Biden coming out and saying this, it sounds like they're going to try to cheat. And like I said, they only need to take five or six Senate seats because that's the Senate is their key. Far left Michigan Supreme Court rules illegal poll challenger rules created by Michigan's dirty secretary of state that prevents them from doing their jobs can be used in the November election. This is sad. Uh, Five individuals in Michigan who sued Michigan's dishonest secretary of state, Jocelyn Benson, and Michigan director of elections, Jonathan Brader, over their sudden creation of a new set of rules titled the appointments, rights, and duties of poll challengers and election workers only months before the August 2nd, 2022 primary election. The lawsuit attorney Ann Howard filed in Michigan court claims was joined together with a similar lawsuit filed by the RNC. The suit asked for emergency injunction to compel Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson and Jonathan Brader to rescind the changes to their newly created guidance for poll challengers that was first implemented in August 2022. The new set of rules, um, the Soros-funded Michigan Democrat uh, Secretary of State, essentially ties the hands of poll challengers who have a constitutional right to examine the absentee ballot counting process. It is just one more example of how Benson consistently pushes the envelope and goes outside the bounds of her job description, restricting members of the Republican Party. Crazy. Uh, Tens of thousands of Pennsylvanians are leaving the Democratic Party and becoming Republicans. 36,000 more Democrats have switched to Republican than Republicans have switched to Democrats. Republicans have also gained 3,000 more other votes from Democrats. Democrats have switched to Republican Party um, in Pennsylvania, 57,000. Republicans have switched to the Democrat Party, 21,000. Republican other votes gained, 30,000. 3,000 lead over the Democrat other voter gains. This is like from moderates and, and independents. This is so weird to me. If you tell, it, it, Just the idea of somebody, somebody switching from Republican to Democrat yeah. in the last two years baffles my mind. Like, who is this person? I want to meet one of them. Right. And Jesse <laughs> Kelly right here, pro tip. If your state cannot count every vote on election night, they're cheating in your state. The entire nation counts their votes on election day. If you can't, it's because you don't want to. 100%. Did it get fact-checked? Oh, yeah, it did. Misleading. Learn why election experts say elections in the U.S. are safe and secure. Get the fuck out. Come on, Elon. You suck. Um, let's go here. I think we're good. Let me let You're, me go in here. I, I'm sorry, guys. I, I I just I get have so much fun doing this show sometimes that I forget to even do its uh, other things. So we have uh, the Battle of the Streams going on. The Battle of the Streams is ways you can help support the Red Pill Project and everything we do here. Um, and that happens right now between Rumble, D Live, and Pilled. Hopefully, eventually, Facebook and other platforms can join in. Twitter, hopefully, with Dogecoin, that'd be great. Uh, I don't recall 22 <laughs> is celebrating an eight month subscription streak. Thank you so much. I don't recall. Light Time just donated four ice cream. Thank you so much, Light Time. Nate, Barbara Lines Matter gifted five one month subscriptions to channel users. Thank you so much, Nate. RPG Fit 3573 donated five lemons. Thank you so much, RPG. Pammy Pam Pam is celebrating a seven month subscription streak. Thank you so much, Pam. Still Bad 2 donated 100 good gold pills. Oh, I got to do this for my pilled guys. My pilled guys, I'm sorry. I didn't even think about this. Let me go in here real quick. Project and everything we do here. We're going to um, we're gonna release the Kraken. There we go. What? Releasing the Kraken right it's now. The kraken. It's the it's another. It's a pun. I forget what it was. Well, it's the scratching. Yeah. The scratching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Vader 369 gifted the ship. Uh, GP Booms. Gateway Pundit Booms. That's right. 
Uh, JTAC Wack is celebrating a three-month subscription streak. Thank you so much, JTAC and Vader369. Grismo7 donated three lemons. Thank you so much, Grismo. Me, Brenda, donated one diamond. Thank you so much, me, Brenda. Nate Hendy gifted a phone. Thank you so much, Nate. Uh, Hugh... Rogue 8401 did one ice cream. Thank you much, Hugh. Me, Brenda, donated one more diamond. Thank you so much, me, Brenda. Shasta77 donated two lemons. Thank you so much. And uh, pilled all you guys out there. I hope you go. Oh, man, look at that. RMUAFC2 won a whole bunch of gold pills. I can see everything that everybody's winning. Nice. They've been sitting there for a while. It's been like two weeks since we released them. I mean, I, I like it better when you wait to release them. I think it's a little bit cooler. Like They get way better piles of pills. I think, anyway. Um, tomorrow night, Conversations on the Fringe. Our guest is going to be uh, Carrie Cassidy from the Project Camelot. I did an interview on her show um, last week, which was a mm-hmm. decent interview, if you want to go check that out. Um, but she will be on my show tomorrow. We're going to be talking about secret space wars, um, extraterrestrials, aliens, uh, influence here on the planet, yeah. what's happening and unfolding uh, with uh, what she calls... Um, human or homo borg of how they want to turn us into this uh, transhumanistic human to fight a radical alien race that are on their way here. Homo borg, no pun intended. Yeah. So really interesting there. It's going to be, it's going to be an interesting show to say the least. Can't wait. Hope you guys can join in. Um, I actually, uh, Today on DEFCON 5, this is on American Media Periscope's DEFCON 5, I hosted the show. I did a great interview with David Whitehead. So that is if you go to um, Rumble and you go to American Media Periscope, just type that on American Media Periscope, three words, search for it, just click on their channel title, you'll see that show or episode come up and it should be like three or four down. It premiered at 7 p.m. Eastern time or 9 p.m. Eastern time tonight. Um, And that's me and David Whitehead uh, basically the whole show. It's a good show. It's a good show. And then tomorrow, Mick, Mick from the Patriot Party podcast and me will be on that show and it'll just be me hosting. Uh, so it'll be a great show again there. So if you guys want to check that out, give you some more stuff, I'll be back tomorrow. We're going to try to live stream. Dude, I'm having so much trouble getting the tech together for the Dark Delight show and getting it actually the work. Um, mm-hmm. So trying to figure it out, the virtual channel thing is just isn't working for me for some reason. So I got to figure it out. I'm going to try to figure that out tonight. But, uh, guys, much love, respect. I hope you guys enjoy those gold pills out there on Pilled. Everybody else, I hope you have a fantastic day. Don't forget to go over to redpills.tv, subscribe to our email list. Don't forget to socialredpill.com, sign up for that free profile. If you can support us, there are subscriptions available. Uh, Also, don't forget, go on over to getgoldtoday.com, get those IRAs and 401ks transferred into gold and silver with Dr. Kirk Elliott. There is no better time in the world than now to do that. Gold is down. Silver is down. And it's a perfect time to do that before this financial economic collapse comes about. As well as, I haven't said anything about these guys lately, but we are headed into a dark winter energy crisis. My Patriot Supply, the best way to get there, the only way to give us credit for that visit is redpills.tv slash patriot. That's my Patriot Supply. You can go on over there and you can get all stocked up on your 25-year-plus food storage they are amazing for survival of supplies. Check them out. As well as if you guys shop at My Pillow or My Coffee with Mike Lindell, use that promo code RPP. 
to save up to 30 or 66%. So much love. God bless you guys. Take care. There are live Zooms happening tonight. I might jump in and say hi in a little while. I can't promise anything. I'm still packing and doing a whole bunch of stuff. But there are live Zooms. If you go to the socialredpill.com, you log into your account, you go to events, you'll see Social Red Pill Zoom. That's the one we all use. You can jump in there and say hi to everybody. And uh, hope you guys all have a great night. Good night. That was the wrong one. Sorry. I did the intro. Good night.